Hey, everybody, it's Across the Podcast with Dave. And Abby. We're back. Uh, exciting news, guys. So we had a bit so we take down the, the entire podcast to rebuild it. But we built it better than ever because now, guys, you can listen to us on – wait for it. This is fantastic. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, if you want to call it. Google Podcasts. You can listen to us on the Stitcher app. You can listen to us on Spotify and – Basically, anywhere else you possibly listen to stuff on, you can listen to us there. We're basically we're basically in nine different places. I think it's nine places right now. Our podcast is all over the place. Wow. We are proliferating throughout the internet world. So whether you have an Apple, Android, I don't know, you use Ubuntu on your computer, like you can listen to us wherever you want to. You can find us and listen to us. We're we are we are there. We are absolutely there. Um also guys, again, you guys remember we're on Twitter at crosspodcast. Facebook, it's across the podcast. Any emails, it's across the podcast at gmail.com. Here's the deal, though, guys. When we start the podcast, we lost all of our reviews and subscriptions. So if you subscribe to our show, you ever gave us a review or a rating, yeah, do it again because now we're starting from scratch again. So, like, we need your help to get back out the way we were before and then also hopefully exceed where we were before. Because, um, you know, we, we're excited. We're, we're kind of, we, we, took, we, took, we took a lull there over the summertime, but we're back. I think we're doing pretty good. We're keeping it pretty back. We've, we've had like last three episodes in a row. I've been every two weeks, so we're yeah. we're hitting our hitting our marks. Good, good. Hopefully, and brilliant job at like fixing everything because I didn't even have any idea that anything had happened. Um, but you've just saved everything and built it up to better than before. Yeah, it was a challenge. There's a lot of emails back and forth with people about how to get the work right, but I got it. I was like, hey, technology isn't so bad after all. <laughs> Slight headache. But, I mean, it's there now, so you can listen to us everywhere. The whole archive's up there, all 31 episodes. This makes 32, I think. Or 30, 32 or 33. This is 30, 32 or 33 in the catalog. So we're getting up there. We're uh, we have to do a special thing for our 50th, for our 50th episode. Like, you know, I feel like yeah. 50 is a good is a good watermark. We didn't do anything for 25, but, you know, it's okay. We'll get into 50. Right. We'll, special episode at episode 50. We'll be like, hey, it's special. Um, all right, guys, so today, though, today's episode is all Abby, so take it away. It is. So, um, today I'm going to be talking about Anne Frank. Um, I'm not really sure what inspired me to pick this topic. It was before the whole thing happened in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But it, it, I think it resonates with that, so. I would agree. It's, uh. It's uh, not a great. It wasn't a great look for America on that day. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's a, unfortunately a tradition that's carried throughout much of history. Unfortunately, um, anti-Semitism is a thing that's been around for millennia, and unfortunately, will probably continue on. Um, as much as I like to say that world peace is something we can attain, I'm not sure if we can. Um, it's idealistic, um, but yeah, so. Like Anne Frank's story, I think, like, you know, obviously, you know, over over a million people died in the Holocaust, but her story brings with us because we have her words, I think is what kind of what, you know, that's kind of the difference between, so not to take, not not to, uh, not to, you know, gloss over anybody else who died, but just we have her words, her story, and it just makes it so much more of a polarizing thing to see, to actually see some little little girl go through it. Because she's so young. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, we're quite lucky that we do have her words, that her diary, her stories, her writings were rescued 
after her and her family were arrested and taken away. Was it, so who, so that reminds me, how exactly did her diary survive? So her diary survived because, um, well, everybody basically knows the story of Anne Frank. Um, they were hiding in an annex, um, which is basically kind of like an attic space in Amsterdam. And nobody's sure, even to this day, how exactly they were found. Um, but they were found and arrested um, because they had been living in an annex above a business. The people working at the business had been smuggling them food and clothes, books for the kids to read, things like that. And after they were arrested, two of the helpers who hadn't been arrested, because two of them were, they went up and they collected all of the papers, all of the diary um, that they could find. Mm. Okay. So I actually never read the diary. I've never read part of it. I never read the whole, I never read the whole thing. I read it when I was about, so she, um, she would have been around 13 when she was writing this. So I read it when I was around that age and it was very poignant. It's, she's incredibly wise for a little girl. You read some of her quotes and they're about, you know, how all of these horrible things are happening. She and her family are hiding in fear of their lives. They need to be quiet for most of the time there. Like they, they're terrified and yet she still sees this hope for humanity. I wonder if there's something, something to it. Like when, when you're put into a, in a situation of dire life or death, maybe it somehow brings out like, I don't know, so you don't to read any, any kind of like, any kind of content for somebody who's like basically near death. Like they always seem like it seems like they really have like a very uh, basically to be it's almost going to be like hyper intelligent in their writing. I wonder if there's something to like that being so close to possibly dying that like it brings out the mo even like I don't know like the utmost of your intellectual intellect when you write i don't know but it seems like that's a lot of what you see in a lot of writing of people who are like in a near-death experience kind of have that same kind of very maybe maybe it's just an acceptance this is the situation i'm in i have to find a way to go on with it now forget me for my, for my geography but amsterdam is in what country it's in the netherlands and they fight back against the Nazis. They just let the Nazis come right in. I forget. Was they were invaded. Um, they surrendered after a couple of days, I think, okay. something like that. So they didn't just straight up say. That was Bel that was Belgium then that did that. Was it Belgium? One of the countries over there didn't. They just basically said put their hands with a white flag and let them come right through. So it was not okay. So Amsterdam is in the Netherlands. I. That part of Europe, I do not know, like, anything in that part of Europe. Like, geography is just, for me, it's kind of like a black hole. I'm not overly knowledgeable. Geography was never my strong point. So, now, people from the Netherlands, are they called, are they called the Dutch? Or are they the, Dan are they the Danes? Uh, no, the Danes are Danish, and they are from Denmark. Okay, so Netherlands people are what? They're, are I don't they know. Dutch? 
I don't know if Dutch. They call a person from Belgium. By their first name. But you know what I mean. Like, I mean, I don't, seriously? Come on. I don't call people, like, where they're from, really. I find it fascinating, honestly. But yeah, I suppose, yeah, the Dutch are... The Dutch and the, the people from the Netherlands are called the Dutch. The Netherlands. They are the yeah, Dutch. The Netherlands people are the Dutch. Um, yeah. So, and people from Belgium. Oh, Flemish. Wait. There you go. Uh, wait. Is Flanders in Belgium? Like the place is Flanders in Belgium. I think it is. Wait, tulips, tulips are Belgium. Not yeah, no. Wait, are they? You know what? This is off topic. This is completely off topic. This is how I work, I though. Know much about Belgium? Well, if you guys know about, more about Belgium, guys, you know, like let's, you know, I could feedback on that. I suppose, especially if you are from Belgium. Can you tell us what you're called, like colloquially, collo colloquially as a people? What are you called? I think it's Flemish, but I don't know. I think it's uh, I don't know. All right. Anyways, continue on. So Anne Frank, um, yeah, yeah. So we all know about her from her diary, her book, basically. Um, but. Other than that, I mean, just know that she was a little girl involved in this horrible thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and they, um, her family, I found out, because I was doing some research, obviously. It's, it resonates with the time quite a bit. Like, nowadays, all of these things are happening. People are seeking asylum in other countries. So... The Franks, they attempted to emigrate to England. They attempted to emigrate to the U.S. And they were denied. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a mother, a father, and two daughters. And, you know, harmless family. But even they were denied entry. Yeah, there was the... Um... I think it was an it was an entire ship of Jewish uh, immigrants coming to the U.S. and they returned they returned back actually and sent back to where to back to where they came from, which is just in about it's just uh yeah because originally the Franks were in Germany. Okay, so they weren't actually they were so they weren't Dutch. No, they were they were German, um, but because of the economic crisis and you know Hitler's rise to power and all of the anti-Jewish regulations that were being put in place, they realized that it was not safe for them there, so they abandoned everything and moved to Amsterdam. And they lived in Amsterdam for a while. You but know, then, you know, the Second World War started, and then Germany invaded, and anti-Jewish regulations were put in place there, and then they had to go into hiding. 
Yeah, I mean, really think about it, there was no place safe for any Jews to go in Europe. I mean, if you're continental Europe, you were basically, you had nowhere to go. Because, I mean, he basically had almost all of it taken over. I mean, and you couldn't even, like, one place you could have gone to, I guess, Spain. He never, he never touched Spain. But the Spaniards, they didn't like Jews on their on their own court either, I don't think. I don't think they were welcome in Spain. So you really had nowhere to go. You know, it's kind of a very, uh, it's one one. Horribly sad. Yeah, I guess the point is, it's like I guess the point's lost on it by people though about World War Two. Like, you know, they didn't Jews didn't have anywhere to go, and they really couldn't go. I mean, he had all of basically all of Europe under his thumb. And it's not like they didn't still try, because obviously Otto Frank, the father, he tried to, you know, get into England. He tried to get you know him and his family safe. Yeah. Yeah, and you can't go to Russia either because the Russians didn't like Jews either. So they ended up in hiding. Yeah. In fear of their lives in a tiny little attic. Um, and so there was Otto and his wife, Edith, and Margot, the oldest daughter, and then Anne. And then there was another family that was hiding up there, and then one more person who was a dentist. And right. Otto had kind of set up this place as a hiding place beforehand because with everything happening he, he was thinking ahead and kind of thought oh if we do have to go into hiding did it, so did, did they all so did it all get captured then so both families did everybody was up there i got captured then i'm assuming yeah. yeah everybody was um discovered and arrested and uh the Otto and his family ended up in Auschwitz. So they all went to the same. They went all went to the same camp. Then the whole family went to the same camp. But they were like separated. Male and female, probably. Yeah, but I, I'm surprised they're on the same camp. Honestly, I thought they would have split, split, split families up. I think that um, they might have ended up in different places as well. Okay. Huh. Yeah. But of that entire family. Otto, who was the oldest, was the only one to survive. And how long, what year were they captured? So they were captured in 1944. So they only had to, well, so they were basically there, he had to survive a year. Yeah. The world would have been with over within a year. Yeah. So sad. Because it was just, it was so close to the end and yeah, make it yeah. Didn't I remember that somebody, somebody, somebody ratted on them, didn't they? Though is that what the rumor was? There are many rumors, but there's no proof of anything specific. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be difficult in that time. I don't know if you know somebody saw movement or heard something and just said, "Oh, that's a bit odd," because they had to be so quiet. For you know, most of their time there. Now, behind a bookshelf. Oh, is that what hit it? Was a bookshelf? Yeah. Hmm. Like so. Now the concentration camps they didn't, they didn't just house just Jews, but they also housed people who he, he didn't the, the Nazis didn't like. It was also punishment for for any person, right? It was sent to him as well. So yeah, I don't know. I really don't. Yeah, I don't. 
I'm not a huge fan of Nazis, obviously, and I'm not that anybody is, but I just don't really like reading about I'm honestly like I don't even like reading about them that much. It's such a sad topic. You know, and like I don't know. Like some people argue, you know, like if like every soldier should have been punished after the war was over. I feel like they were all part of the machine. I don't know. You wonder if every single Nazi soldier, because I mean, because there's, there's a lot of proof that he drugged the soldiers and actually actively gave them like heroin to get them to power through all the movement stuff like that. Like, I wonder if it was if some of them didn't. The thing is, if you didn't follow along, you would be killed. Right. So some of the people, some of the soldiers might not have been like. I'm sure. I'm sure many of them probably were anti-Semite, but maybe not all of them were. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. It just kind of brings to question, like, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things. And you really can't, I mean, most of them are dead now. But there's very few, um, if any, left at this it's point. It's all just horrible. So Anne Frank's um, diary was published as a novel, as she had kind of wanted it to be. She was in the midst of editing it to be more like a novel when they were discovered. So it wasn't quite finished. Oh, really? Um, but it was published in 1947. Huh. Yeah, so Otto returned to where they had been hiding um, after he got out and went through her papers, basically. Read through everything. Wow. Which would have been heartbreaking. How much longer did he live for? He lived until 1980. Oh, so. He, yeah, passed away in 1980. Um, in 1960, so the house and the annex where they were hiding became a museum. Uh-huh. And for the rest of his life, he was supporting that museum, and he was campaigning for human rights and respect. Wow. Wow. Huh. So he lived you know, 40 years after all that. Yeah. Oh, That's his own punishment by itself in a way. It's... I can't imagine how, like, he could have done that because his wife died. His two daughters died. And he had to live through this horrible thing as well. Right. And watch them suffering. And to be the only one who survives that, when everybody else is gone, he was then left alone with all of this grief. Do we know how... Good use, I mean... Yeah. Do we know how she died? She died of disease, or did they murder her? Supposedly, yeah, Margot and Anne, in both, they think they've died of disease and malnourishment, probably. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't yeah, it's a it's a story we can't forget. That's for sure. Because if we forget, yeah. we get things more like what happened last week in Pittsburgh. So, kind of. A, it's like mind-boggling that that kind of thing still happens. That that kind of mindset is still around. Well, you know, you can't kill a you can't kill a belief. That's the problem with it. You know, much as like we want to say how we're fighting a war on terror, like you can't 
you can't stop terrorism because it's an ideology. Like you can't. The thing is, as well, we're not fighting it; we're fueling it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I just think it, in a general sense of human, human, in a humanitarian sense, I think we're trying to. We were not not us in the United States. I mean, just us as in the world are trying to fight a world where we can have a world world where everything's everybody's at peace. But like, unfortunately, I think that's never possible because you just can't. You can't stop ideologies. You're always going to have people who want to do something the way they want it, and whether you want to or not, like you just can't. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, you know. So I guess it's the problem with the human condition. I suppose we were given free will, and yeah, it goes both ways. Well, yeah, but yeah. And sometimes we don't use it at all. Sometimes we just say, "He talks loud. I'll follow him." Yeah, charismatic leaders are certainly uh, something. Although, to kind of like wrap things up a little bit, I'm going to be slightly different than usual and say go vote to everybody, all our listeners in the U.S. Yeah, she qualified that with with the U.S. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna this this is gonna come out after election day, but hopefully you went. Oh. Yeah, hopefully you uh, went out to vote up in the up until it's a very important midterm election. This is not you know obviously it's gonna be after the fact, but still, um, yeah. we're hoping that our listeners who are American, obviously, if you're if you're English, this doesn't matter. I mean, you guys have elections too at some point, but uh, you know, vote with a conscience. Like, it's always yes. the thing to do. And make your own decisions. Yeah. Research. Read, make your own decisions. Yeah, it's uh, pretty important. You know, actually, I could make this go out tomorrow. Think about it now. This could, this could go out the day before election day. So, yeah, okay, guys. So, in that case, in that respect, then do. If you listen to this right now, you should be going to vote because this will come out on Monday, November 5th. So, day before election day. I can, I can fix that. I have that the, works. Thank you. <laughs> I have the power to do that. I just realized now that I can change dates. Yeah. All-powerful. Oh, yeah. To everybody at work. So I could feel special. But, yeah. No, I'm definitely going to go out and vote. Um, and hopefully you guys will be, too. It's important. You need to get this, this country back on track. And hopefully the whole world. I, I voted as well. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a little more difficult for me, but I still did it. And if I can do it, so can you. Wait, the old mail ballots internationally? Yeah. Huh. Oh, wow. So, at what point do you lose your right to vote? Never, because you're still always a citizen. I'm still filing taxes in the U.S., so you are. Yeah, I'm not making money there, so I don't necessarily have to pay. But I'm filing my taxes. They have a record of where I am and what I'm doing. What? But why do you have to pay tax when you don't live here anymore? I still have to file it, though. But you don't live there here anymore. Like I don't understand. It's me. Weird. But interesting. I've learned something new today. So if you live abroad, you still have to pay taxes to the U.S. Even if you... Huh. Well, be a son of a gun. Interesting. Very interesting. So you're still voting for Ohio then? Yeah, I'm still, like, registered for all of that. In the area. Oh, Okay. Yeah, we have a very important governor election. I'm assuming most of our viewers are probably from Ohio. I had to guess. 
I have no idea. I'm trying not to be too specific about things, but no. But I'm just saying, it's in general. Like I just think, for me personally, it's a very important election vote, not only for the country but for Ohio. Yeah. So you know, um, yeah. I digress. All right, guys. I think that's about all we have for. Is that anything else to add, or are you good? No, that was that was mostly it. Just sad story for today. Sad but important. Can't forget about it. I mean, you know. yeah, exactly. That's the main thing. Wanted to bring it back into people's mind. Even, Go read the diary of Anne Frank. We've been pretty. We've been pretty funny in the podcast lately. So we kind of could have used a serious episode. We, we for a while there, we were doing some pretty funny episodes. So you know, it, yeah. could, it could be a, a nice difference. Yeah. All right, guys. So for Dave and Abby, have a great one, guys. Cheerio.